Peter, there, there are moments of uh, great hilarity, but I have a feeling, I have a funny feeling, it's going to turn to moments of great sadness. qualifier so uh obviously romeo has quit and he needs to uh, get one of his friends to caddy for him uh he picks the worst one by the way he picks earl the the most uh, unhealthiest the unhealthiest one the one who's least capable of walking 18 without carrying a bag let alone carrying his bag right and then why like once like roy or he has to give give up Caddying at hole fourteen, Roy's like carry the bag. Like, why don't? Why doesn't just one of the other friends? Yes, all of his other friends are there, yeah. <laughs> like including like the young kid. Yeah, the young kid who has no lines. This would have been a great time to give him a line in the movie. Just let him carry the bag. Also, like, are you allowed to wear like a Walkman and just have headphones on I while you're know. playing? Like, uh, you know, they probably didn't have that in the rule book yet in the '90s. It was still new. Was, yeah. That was a strange one where he just all of a sudden we never see him wearing headphones before, but now he's just in the middle of a qualifier. Well, he yeah, he was listening to Double Bogey Blues by Mickey Jones, which is playing over this song, and which I will be featuring uh, at so- somewhere. I'm going to be doing a Double Bogey Blues drop into this. Into in the my uh, in my mind, he was listening to uh, Chevy Chase's character from Caddyshack, just t- t- telling him. Uh, you know, motivational items. Oh, it was it, I was born to love you. I was born <laughs> to lick your face. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, he goes out there. He sneaks a. He sneaks. Or he snakes a, a thirty footer, or he makes a snaking thirty foot putt, whatever, to like get into the. This is to get in the U.S. Open. They just kind of breeze through this tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know the yeah. whole the whole, it's just the joke of Earl is too fat to carry his clubs for eighteen holes. And so, he's got a full bag of clubs, so somehow, without any money, he's able to get another full set of clubs. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he took out a loan from Doreen at the titty bar. It's unclear. But, it's possible. Uh, so it's a very unclear. That's actually a good point. And also, the clubs that he won from uh, Boone, right? Those are Boone's clubs. Those aren't Roy's clubs. Did he get those, like, re-gripped or, like, fitted for his swing? You know, it's like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's uh, those are definitely some uh, plot points that are not addressed in yeah. the film. I'm gonna have to where he gets the money for the clubs and I, all those things. I have so. to call up Ron Shelton about those, uh, for sure. Um, all right. So, anyways, he makes it. They're jamming in the camper on the way back. That's this is where we see Turk again. By the way, Mickey Jones is just playing the guitar. I guess Mickey Jones came on the on the trip with him, but yeah. I just want to say, like, they kind of gloss over. Like, he seems to make it qualify. Quite easily for the U.S. Like he's qualified for the U.S. Open. It's just like like not that many people 
in the country do that. They make it seem so easy. Yeah. But why? Why? Why has he never done this before? Why has he never qualified for the US Open before? Yeah. Like, he, he did one of yeah. them. He did with a, He did it half the round with seven iron. Yeah. No yeah, that's shit. A good point. Why didn't he go back like, to Q school? Like this is the first time this ever happened. He's like forty, presumably. Like, yeah, wait been, a minute. Like you said he could have been doing this every year. Yeah. Wait a minute. I have an idea. I'm going to try and qualify for the tournament they have every single year. And obviously they have qualifiers just in his neighborhood, just in Texas. He doesn't have to go far. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, Producer Eric. Yeah, like, yeah. And he qualifies. Well, I should say with ease. He does. It is implied he made that last putt they show in the montage that like he needed to make that to actually qualify. So yeah, he the, did struggle. Uh, up and down. He struggled without Romeo. Yeah, he definitely struggled without Romeo. So, Maybe that was a tape of Romeo, and that's what he was listening to. Oh, here's another thing that I actually I have starred at the top of this page, and maybe it's for later. Uh, I noticed a lot of the golfers in this movie no hats. I don't know if that was Ooh. like a if that was like a, a classic golf thing, like eighties, nineties, seventies. That no hats. No one's wearing hats. Maybe a visor, but like no one play. has hats on. I wonder if that's just like a, a movie thing. Like we, uh, so like yeah. If I'm getting, if I'm in the movie, like they're they're seeing my whole mug. Like yeah, that's know, a good I'm point. Hiding, hiding that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But like Jack, you when you see, see Jack winning, face. when you see Jack and Arnie and all those guys winning, they didn't have hats on. That's true. Actually, I you know what? I just I'm gonna save it for when we go to the open. But this ties into another point. All right, so he goes back. He makes up with Romeo. Um, whatever. They're just like, yeah, be my thing, be my caddy, and he's like, all right. Am I special? Yeah. yeah. Am I am I special? <laughs> do do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, they yeah, uh, they blaze a huge know. jib or something, and they get back to. Oh, he describes himself as the Juliet to yeah. his Romeo. Also, Roy and all of these guys, like it, Roy, is a heavy drinker. Like he's always drinking whiskey and stuff. But like these guys would be getting like just baked off their ass twenty four seven, right? Like it looks like it. Like they're not far from Mexico. You can't tell me that the supply isn't there. You know what I mean? Like Richard Lineback looks pretty stoned in most yeah, scenes. He's always got sure. those aviators on. To cut high oh yeah, eyes, oh you know? yeah, he's high as hell. And so is uh the guy in the safari hat. Like that guy's just like <laughs> so he's got a toothpick in his mouth, kind of <laughs> laughing. Like that guy's baked out of his gourd. <laughs> Yeah, so, so they make up with Cheech, yeah, right? Yeah. And now we're in the open. So no, 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 no. He gets the shanks. He's practicing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was leading into. So now he's got the shanks. No, he's he not gets talking the shanks before anymore. the open. He gets the shanks, and then yeah. they have to go to the open with the shanks. Well, this is before um, she shows up with the car, right? So they're like, he's got the shanks. He can't. He's, it's implied that he stays out on the out on the range for hours and hours and hours with yeah. the shanks. Um, and Romeo's like, it's a virus. It's COVID-19. Yeah. No, actually, just kidding. It's, uh, he it's does call girl. it a virus, and I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, it's the girl, right? So the next scene is like, you know, it's the next day. It's a couple of days later or whatever. But oh, yeah. Forget the car it. pulls up. Rene Russo pulls up. Uh, Molly pulls up in the Cadillac. And she's like, yo, you know, like she she goes in. And honestly, when she opens the door and Cup is standing there with all of the golf gadgets on, yeah. I didn't recognize him at first. I didn't. I thought it was like somebody else. And she obviously didn't recognize him either. But he's got the shanks so bad that she he's trying all the gear. Yeah. 
that and she actually tells him like you told me this is garbage and he's like well maybe it'll work i got the shags help it did kind of seem like she was more like it, it he had, it had the same vibes as if she caught him like beating off in his camper though like she shows up and is like backs to the door and he's like oh, oh, oh. you know like and he like <laughs> hides like, behind around. something yeah, yeah like, so she can't see him and he's gotta like put his dick away like yeah, yeah it, that's a good point like it definitely had like it has, it has getting caught in a beat vibes when she shows i'm not up. supposed to be doing this <laughs> yeah vibe. for sure yeah so anyway, she shows up to like drop off the car. She has no ride. So again, this is another instance of her just like trying to fucking get some hog from Roy, and uh, Roy. And but then she like pl- plays it off like, oh, I don't want to. And he's like, so he's giving her a ride back to wherever she's going. And he's like, hey, let's go by this river. He's trying to like smash by some river. He's like, oh, there's Some a fucking stream. <laughs> dude. He's like, uh, there's a river I know where there's. Did you notice see he calls it? When he says, like, this river to me is just like the Amazon, the Mississippi, the Rio Grande. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and uh, they're having this little moment. And then this is when he gets in her Me Too space when he, like, he, he, like, she's got her, you know, she's, like, sitting on the hood or leaning against the hood. Yeah. And he, like, puts his leg up next to her and he's, like, leaning in, like, let me get that semi-plutonic kiss, baby. <laughs> you know, like, you sound like a woman who's trying to dump her man. And she's like, Roy, you need to stop. So yeah. it's like, there was a little tension was created there. Oh, but, that uh, scene dragged, though. I was just like, because I know the U.S. Open's coming up. And I'm just like, knock this off. I don't care. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At, was that when she explained, like, her whole life? Where she was like, I was in Corpus Christi, and then I was in here. So it's like she's never left Texas her whole life, but she has no Texas accent. Just an interesting, interesting note. Maybe it's just out of Rene Russo's uh, acting chops. I don't know. Uh, all right. We're, he doesn't uh, get it in at the river, unfortunately. So they're just on to the U.S. Open. They take the, uh, the camper. Uh, we see a montage of them driving through Texas. It literally shows the yeah. state sign, like, leaving Texas. And then the next like sign is like entering North Carolina. So we we did the drive a real quick. It was just a nice montage right there. So they show up. I've always thought uh that this was Pinehurst number 2, but it's I think it's like a it's it's a little bit well, how Salome, Texas is a fictional town. This is like a fictional Pinehurst golf course. Uh Bruce and Eric, you have some insight at to at to what this actual course is, right? Yeah, so it, it's supposed it's it's, a, it's supposed to be at a course in North Carolina. It never says Pinehurst, I don't believe, but I think it, it's probably presumed because that's really the only course in North Carolina where they've ever played the U.S. Open. But it it's actually shot in Texas at this place called the Kingwood, uh, the Clubs of Kingwood, which is obviously nothing like North Carolina. Like no, like North Carolina is like you know no pine trees or anything. Pine, like that. Yeah, like, you know, pine needles everywhere and everything and this is like not even close this is you know texas with water everywhere so like it's not even close but yeah this is the uh this course so they, they for the movie they shot at two different locations one in texas one in arizona they shot for some of the the movie but this one for the for the u.s open shot they shot at the clubs of kingwood in in texas this this uh, this one was actually at the deerwood course so like the the actual, well, if we can get into what happened to the 18th hole, the important mm-hmm. hole later, but it was shot on what is now the 13th hole at the, the Deerwood course at the clubs of Kingwood, which is some fancy rich club, it seems like. 
or like a private club, let's just say. Yeah. But you can do like a flyover on their website of, of the hole, and like they they're all proud of. They they call it the famous tin cup, famous 18th hole from tin cup, and they have they have a plaque out there on in the on the course. <laughs> That's so like sick. Where, where Roy McIlroy hits his shot from. Oh, from you know, that, we got to go there and play and hit shots from that left. spot. Oh, we got to get our three woods out. Yeah. And, uh, even that's even like, though, yeah. Even though th- this particular hole is a par four. four oh, well, that's no fun. Three yards and not, instead of a par five. But uh, the internet tells me that, well, I think Wikipedia told me that they, the pond in front of the 18th, green there was actually built for this movie like oh. it wasn't there like they did built it for the movie and it kind of makes sense because it kind of looks like crap if you ask me like, oh. just like Oof. hastily put in there producer but, uh, eric would know too he has a lot of experience with golf course construction so yeah i know and we all right we're we will get to number 18 sorry yes no no no, no. i no, i know i i mean a lot of thoughts about number 18 at this fictional u.s open course so uh, we get to Pinehurst, you know, they're just cruising in in the camper. It's just Romeo and Tin Cup at the start. Uh, they get out to the practice range. Tin Cup still has his shanks, but I do appreciate the humor of, like, the putting the practice, taking the practice balls. Like, these are brand-new Titleists. Like, yeah, put these in the bag. Like, 100%. Speaking like, of the bag, do you just got that bag with all the tassels on it yeah. and whatnot? Like, yeah. brand-new bag? And he's like, so he uh, – they're bagging the balls, which I, I, I've definitely been to – I mean, uh, producer Eric and I used to work at a private golf club and like, that's one thing that like you, when, when you're not going to like just the crappy driving range, if you're like at the range at the private club, like they do have nice balls. And like, we've been to the Buick open in Warwick Hills, Michigan or Warwick Hills in uh, Grand Blank, Michigan, uh, when they used to have the Buick open there. And, uh, you could like you could go by the range and like, there would be like, you know, practice balls that you could, uh, you could see and they are nice. Like they are for sure. Like if I'm Tim Cup, I'm I get it. That's a definitely breaking 100 move. If you're ever in a nice place with nice range balls, like you better bag a few of those for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand new Pro V ones just sitting there. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. So he puts them, you know. So obviously Tim Cup's at the very end. So he starts hitting balls and he's shanking it and like they're firing right down and they're actually like hitting some of the other golfers, like in the feet, like he's yeah. like firing them off so bad off the toe. And then it was like a classic, like, you know, y- you smelt it, you dealt it moment when everyone looks at him and he just looks back and he's like, yeah, man, who hit that shot? Yeah. And Cheech is like, yeah, it's supposed to be pros here. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Cause they're just like, I mean, that's like something like you would, you know, like not like you, but like yeah, any yeah. one of us might do just be like, nah, dude, I didn't. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Who did that? That's yeah, terrible. The Royal you. That's definitely like a moment. I've definitely on the driving range, like definitely hit a worm burner, like directly right. Just like that. Very relatable. You moment. Act like it wasn't you, you know, the thing that um, I, that I, so I agreed. That was a, a really funny moment. The thing that stuck out to me too is like, so this is actually kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about uh, when uh, earlier. Uh, I think I, I mentioned something I wanted to say for later and this is it. So like we see some more uh, golfers uh, of the time. So we see uh, Billy Mayfair, which is a blast from the past. Like I saw like I definitely I remember that guy. Lee Jansen, I remember the name. I don't remember what he looked like, but um, they kind of reminded me. And then, of course, we meet the venerable Johnny Miller. 
uh, on the tea box, uh, endorser of uh, the tea technology that actually sponsors this show. And um, so he's out there and Cheech Marin gets his autograph. But Johnny Miller, I'm surprised Johnny Miller didn't. Uh, he kind of he kind of g- gave him a, uh, a couple zingers like book a flight on Friday. Uh, you know, that's yeah. the kind. That's what I expect from Johnny Miller. Because let me tell you, Johnny Miller is ruthless with the color commentary when he uh, calls golf outings. If Ben Hogan saw that, he'd puke. It has, was set up really, really easy today, folks. But uh, still a heck of a round. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And then, I think if you could learn anything uh, from what happens next, is Cheech is like, all right, man, like take all your change out and put it in your left hand pocket. Yeah. Now you know, turn your hat backwards now, like, you know, close one eye, you know what I mean? And and then now hit the ball and then he hits it just fine. And it really just kind of highlights the fact that like golf is such a mental game, man. And like, if oh, you're yeah. thinking about too many things and we've talked about this on some of our other podcasts, like if you're thinking about too many things, like you're just going to get in your own way. Um, kind of goes back to one of the, the first things he says is that like, you know, sometimes you just got to grip it and rip it. And I think that's what he kind of, Cheech kind of gets him to remember is that like, dude, you just gotta like, just trust yourself and do, do your thing. And then he starts like hitting the ball. Well, and he only hits like a couple shots and he's like, all right, we got to go get drunk now. Yeah. And they dip out. <laughs> well, so like, yeah. And I definitely, I really appreciate getting loaded before a round of golf. That's the host Andy special. And like having to wake up at like seven in the morning to go golf and being like still kind of buzzed. And you got like, <laughs> it definitely is like, uh, Something that I relate to, but oh, well, I forgot too. Uh, with, with Billy Mayfair and like Lee Jansen, and you see some of these other golfers uh, of this time, right? You see, like uh, later, we see. Uh, I, I thought it was Mark Kalkavecchia, but it's actually Steve Elkington, and uh, we see like Fred Couples and Corey Pavin and a bunch of no names, and uh, and then we see like Peter Jacobson. This is like a nice. This whole movie is a nice snapshot of golf right before like Tiger Woods obliterated all of these clowns. Like, right. Like, <laughs> like this is like a year before Tiger wins the masters when this comes out, not even, it's probably like six months before Tiger wins the masters or so, you know, something or like six or nine months and like completely revolution revolutionizes golf. Like the movie is actually a uh, Tim cups, a little, ahead of his time where he hits like his irons or he like, he's like, he's a John Daly type where he's like going for it. But like tiger, like two thirty to clear the water. That's like a five iron. You know what I mean? Like tiger makes like some of the, some of the scenes of this movie and some of these like, Ooh, look at these professional, some of these professional golfers like, Ooh, Billy Mayfair. Like did Billy, I think Billy Mayfair actually just died when tiger woods won the, he killed him. He killed like some of these guys. <laughs> like they literally just died and never showed up again. Because I, you know, who remembers some of these clowns? Just went to retirement until they got old enough yeah, to join the seniors. Exactly tour. until they joined the Champions Tour. Yeah. Like what's, what's funny is you, you mentioned like Lee Jansen actually won the U.S. Open a couple a few years later in 1998. So maybe that was maybe it was just good luck. Yeah, being, you could know, be. Being, well, being you say it's also good luck. Court, Oh yeah, go on. Corey Pavin was was there. He won it in '95. Yes, I knew shooting. that. Yeah, maybe they were shooting then, or, or oh then. yeah, for sure. I mean, Corey Pavin definitely gets a cameo. Like, mm-hmm. who's this Tim Cup guy? Like, he definitely gets a cameo because he won the U.S. Open, for sure. And that's the reason why I know who Corey Pavin is. Also, yeah, and then going back over that part, just where he has the shanks, and all of a sudden he 
puts his, you know, all his change in his left hand pocket and turns his hand around backwards, and all of a sudden he's just striping it again. So that's a tip for everyone out there. When next time you're shaking it, just turn your hand around backwards. Boom. Yeah. Put your visor on backwards yeah. and put your change in your left hand pocket. Yeah. Everything's fixed. Did you hear what? Also, it's what Jack said. It's the mental. It's the mental aspect of the game. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I want to take a moment to point out like during this movie like Kevin Costner he's you know playing this awesome golfer he actually has a pretty good golf swing for for being a mm. movie like usually pretty much any sports movie yeah it always looks terrible with golf or baseball or whatever they pretty much all the actors are yeah. always pretty clear that they're terrible at it like Tim Obviously, Robbins like, throwing in Bull Durham one of the <laughs> worst throwing motions uh, like I can't believe they put that in the movie but yeah no I agree but 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 like Costner actually like obviously like he was you know he he was in Bull Durham he played baseball but like yeah. he wasn't yeah he, he wasn't a golfer really before the movie yeah. not a everyday golfer but he worked with actually Gary McCord was his golf instructor ah. worked for a number of weeks to trying to perfect his swing and he would they would oftentimes take like most of the shot like he would actually hit the ball it wasn't just like you know. Dub dubber, like he would sit there for you know, take a hundred shots, like mm-hmm. okay, until you got a good one to use. So he's a little so. too much hips in his swing for my taste. He definitely kind of sways in his backswing. Uh, maybe it works for him to get the ball for like the movies. I think that's a, a hole in the Roy McAvoy swing. Don Johnson though, a terrible swing. When they actually show him swing yeah. the club, it's like yeah, this guy's this guy's trash. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, that's a good funny. point. Yeah. Uh, so, Kevin Costner does do a good job with the uh, swing. So, yeah, they cure his shanks. That was fun. The shanks are gone, so we don't got to worry about that anymore. Gets hammered. He runs out to the court. They, they're, you know, last second, put like getting dressed as they get onto the tee box. Uh, fun little joke. He's from Salami, Texas. You know, the, the guy calls out the uh, Salami, Texas is where he's from, not Salome. But then, so an interesting point, Cheech Marin uh, goes like, oh, I've seen this one on TV, man. You just hit the driver down the left-hand side. It's like, they didn't get a practice round? Like, they just, like, literally got to hit some balls on the range, and they just, like, <laughs> chucked them out on the open. He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this hole on TV. It's like, you guys didn't, how long, did you guys get there on Wednesday? Like, uh, yeah, they, I really think they got there on Wednesday <laughs> like, and then went to the range, <laughs> hit, like, five balls, and we're like, all right, now it's time to take shots. Yeah, it's not, and he's like, he shows up to the, the like the tee box, you know, late because he's all hungover. And he's he's like, don't I have time to hit hit a bucket? And the guy's like, no, tee off. He's literally, the tee time is right now. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I, like I think he was being funny though. I think he was kind of like, hey, can I hit a bucket? Like, there. I think he knew that they would they would not allow him to hit a bucket. So he fires yeah. off a very uh, breaking 100 crew round. Actually, a better round than we could shoot. He fires off an 83 on his opening round at the U.S. Open. So he's uh, he's drinking his sorrows away. Oh, wait, actually, no. I actually, there's one more thing before this. They show Sims. Sims does the uh, the interview with Nance after the first round, right? I just wanted to point this out. So they show uh, Sims mm-hmm. uh, finish the interview. This is this is a great this is a, one of the funniest scenes from a com- unintentional comedy standpoint perhaps where so Sims uh commits the greatest crime of all and it's not even it's not being mean he actually he's smoking a cigarette that's a great 90s way to establish that he is the bad guy cuz in the mm-hmm. 1990s there's nothing more evil than smoking cigarettes 
So his agent comes up and like gives him a cigarette to and like lights it for him. So <laughs> then we like that really hits home what a bad duty is. And then you know they've been saying all movie that Sims is is mean to he doesn't like uh, old people, kids, and dogs. And what do you know while he's trying to blow a butt after his first round? Who shows up? But some old people, a kid, and a dog, it, uh, like on the course. Oh, you got dinner with the Excuse me, Mr. Sims. Excuse me. Would you mind giving our grandson an autograph? Can you people not see that I'm busy? I'm working here. This is my office. Do I come to your office and ask you for your autograph? I don't think so. Jesus. An ugly dog. So they're like, and by the way, the kid, he, I, I didn't do any research, but I saw the credits. His name's Joe Costner or something like that. So I assume it's Kevin Costner's kid or maybe it's like oh, nephew oh, or nice. something. Yeah. But so they show up and he's just like, get the fuck out of my face. Do I bug you at your job? Because this is, I'm at my office right now. Like, you're not putting, ass white. You just went the says, interview. Yeah. And your dog's ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Also, like, like, how do they, they get a dog out at the U.S. Open? Like, a, it's a, sort of before the time of service dogs. Good question. Oh, they just it was a, maybe not. It's one of those like teacup pocket dogs. You know, it's in the ladies. It's in the ladies' arms. You know. Did they show? I don't even remember actually seeing the dog. What kind of dog a, was it? It's like a. It's a hard. It's hard to see because it's all black dog, and it's like in her. It's really small. It's yes. like in her arm. Yeah, that's right. So it's like. It looks almost like a purse because, like, you don't see its eyes or anything. It's just like this. It could almost. It might have well been a stuffed animal because you don't really. It doesn't do anything. It just like sits in her arm. Yeah. So, Excuse me, sir. Can I, my son, have an autograph? He's like, it, get the fuck out of my yeah, face. Yeah, and he like spits at him. No, he. But like, he <laughs> might as well have. So yeah. So the final straw. Wait, does Molly see this too? By the way. Yeah, Molly sees yeah, it. Molly She's like sees within it. earshot. Yeah, you know? that's how she knows. Like, boy, he yeah, hit, he just trifecta right there and yeah, like that's... that goes into the next scene so like the next scene you know like they go into the 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 clubhouse and roy is just like drinking his sorrows away and then like you know sims comes up and he's like boy you really suck buddy yeah and then molly comes in and he's like yo man you're gonna kick a man while he's down and sims tries to play it off like oh it's just locker room talk baby that's just how guys do it yeah and um you know, then Molly, like, you can see Molly's, like, turning against Sims. So she's like, I bet all this money that he can, like, hit this bird over here. And, like, there's, like, a pelican sitting on a post. And, of course, like, he, he takes the bed and, like, Cheech clears it out. And, like, R McCord's like, he's buried under an avalanche of strokes, you yeah. know. So he McCord's calling <laughs> it into the soda fountain like an absolute dork. Like, that shut up, McCord. Like, he's like, uh, Even Coster says it. He's like, can you shut this guy up? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You fucking nerd. Like, stop. I, I thought that was great. I love that part. Well, yeah, That's I mean, it. it's funny, obviously. I'm, it I'm, seems I'm, like McCord would actually do Yeah, that. exactly. Like, grab, grab the thing from behind the bar. Like. Uh, yeah, McCord's all over like, this movie, by the way. With yeah, McCord's mustache. really funny. Yeah. And he has a great mustache. Yeah. But, like, the point I wanted to get, I'm not trying to, like, blow through this scene, but the point I was trying to we get, it's, it's all about Sims. It's like, so, of course, like, Cup hits the shot, you know, like, halfway through, like, you know, because Molly's trying to, you know, it's like, I bet all this money that you can do this, and, and Cup's like, oh, I can't, I'm a loser, I'm an Eeyore, and then Cheech, like, gets it, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, you're, we're trying to motivate him to, like, help him get his mojo back, mm -hmm. 
And, oh, excuse me. And then, you know, he ends up hitting the shot. The pelican flies away. Don't worry. No pelicans were injured in the filming of this, of this movie. Yeah. So the pelican flies away. And, uh, and then like, essentially it's nonverbal dump. Like Molly dumps Sims and Sims doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He doesn't He just looks at, at her all. and he's like, and he's just like, all right, like go fuck this dude. I don't give a shit. And then he just like walks away. Like I don't even like Sims. It just like proves that Sims is just a piece of shit because he doesn't even like try to fight for Molly or anything. He's just like, well, fuck you yeah. and fuck him. I'm out, you know. And I just yeah. thought like, God, this guy's such a piece, man. Well, dude, he smokes cigarettes, so we know that he's <laughs> a bad dude. They established that. He will just bang any, uh, you know, any, uh, I don't know what the term is for, like, groupies on the PGA Tour. Well, what, we'll what would, as we see later. What would tin, yeah, what would Tin Cup, what would he? Would his term for, like, a PGA Tour groupie be? Like, a uh, floozy. I don't a know. Like, floozy. yeah, like a, a pin hound. You know, like uh, he's always got <laughs> a all these ball chaser, go- a, ball, a ball washer. Yeah. Yeah. All these golf <laughs> metaphors. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, like you said, they said so he gets his mojo back by winning this bet, basically punching out a shot from the uh, clubhouse off to a post to chase a pelican away. Uh, so that establishes that Tin Cup is back. So he goes out in round two. So this is really this is what it all like. Honestly, we've been talking for. God knows how long, 95 minutes, and it's really the reason the the what the endless talking points about this movie, it comes down to it starting now, his last three rounds. This is where yep. I could talk endlessly about the last three rounds of golf. So round two, he he shoots a minus 10. He, they show him making the putt on 16 to go, go to 10 under. Sets the open – this is the 10 under he finishes at. Sets the open record, right? So uh, – they, so they get to 18, right? So he has a chance to beat the open record. He can beat it with a birdie uh, or whatever. The Whatever the record is. Who gives a shit? So he wants to go for it in two. So this is obviously, again, the theme. He wants to go for it. He takes out his three wood and he hits it and it goes into the water. Not only does it go short. It's short. Not only is it short, it's like 25 yards short. It's not like, even close. It's it really isn't. It's not even close to the green. He's all like, I could fucking hit this green. It's like, he needs a fucking negative two wood. for If we're going, if that's what his three wood is, he needs to be teeing up like a hot driver to get anywhere no. close. Like, he's not even close to carrying the pond. And so it's like, so, so obviously he gets up and down, right? He can drop and gets up and down. And then in the third round, so this gets him back to like one over. The third round, he's playing again, right? He, oh wait, does he bang Molly in between these rounds too? Did it? Yeah. Did, no, did I think I he bangs. I think he bangs Molly like. Oh, he bangs Molly uh, before the round two. Before he, the final round. No, he bangs Molly before round two. No, after round two. No. Uh, before the final round, because it rains that night, and no. then they say like, "Oh, the the course is drying up." I thought it was after, like after the whole uh, pelican scene, like when he hits. Yes. Him, like, she gets all no, that's round one. So he bangs Molly after round one. Okay. He bangs Molly after round one. Asks for the mulligan. Blows his load too early. And, oh yeah, uh, because the night of uh, the night before, yes. that's when all his homies are there. Yeah, because I have in my, I have in my notes right here, Roy prematurely ejaculated, and that's before my <laughs> round two notes. So he I needs know, the mulligan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And he makes Cheech hang out in the rain. Like, what? Like, yeah. Dude, it's like pouring not rain. Even He's rain. Like, Sorry. It's like torrential downpour rain. Sorry. I ha- yeah. It's like literally a monsoon. Like, the course is probably unplayable the next day. But, like, he's like, sorry, I got to uh, bang Dr. Molly poorly, by the way. And, uh, yeah, she seems to be okay with it because, uh, you know, she's got her own problems. So, what does uh, that say about the sexual prowess of David Sims? Uh, well, hey, I actually think he gets it, man. We know he at least banged two different women in this movie, so that we know of. That we know of, you know, dude. These golf guys, man. These guys are like, these guys are poon hounds, man. Any, any, I mean, they're dropping. They're ugh, ugh, it gives me the shivers to think of some of the women that these men have been with. Mid nineties <laughs> golf pros? Are you kidding? Could you imagine some of the ladies that are hanging around here? All right, I uh, bolt ons. That's what I would say about these ladies. Bolt-ons. Uh, look that up. All right. Um, so, yeah. he. All right. So, we did round two. He's not even close. I think round three, again, they just kind of like, he's like playing round three. We've done the math. To, for him to finish at tied for the lead at seven under, he goes ten under in round two, and then he goes eight under in round three. But, again, in round three, he goes for it. And he's like twenty five. He again, he hits the same yeah. fucking shot. He's like twenty five yards does it short. Every every round, he does it round two. He does it I round three. I, it hurts my head because like the whole plot of the movie is like he's going for the green, but like he's not even close. Like it's the and wind on round in three. On round three, I know we just kind of skipped round two, but on round it's, three, it's fine. He actually asked for another ball. He's yes. like, Cheech, give me another ball. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Just And he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm an idiot. Like, I just need to, you know, I can take a drop. So, like, he's already, like, planting the seed that, like, he's got the pride in him that, like, he would, he would rather just hit it from there to, like, prove everybody that he can do it. Yeah. Um, but, again, he does it. He takes the drop. And then, um, you know, he goes into the clubhouse and he's in front of all the reporters. And the reporter is like, dude, like two days in a row, you like put it's it in Jimmy the water. Roberts. It's Jimmy Roberts. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't you know the odds? And he's like, nah, man, I don't give a shit about the odds. He's like, I got Salami Texas National Bank on my shirt. I got like, dude, I hate you know, this strip club. I hate you know? that. He- but that like little monologue he does when he's at the mic. Like, I thought that was one of the most annoying things because he's like when he was like, I'm basically a loser. So, like, I can yeah. just lose. Like, don't worry about the it. The whole point about being a loser is like you don't know that you're a loser. Right. Like, he's, uh, like, he's fully aware of his. Yeah. Like, I wrote, and maybe that's part of the reason why, like, he has such an urge to prove people that he can do shit that yeah. they don't think he can do. You know, but and he's it's like, like so self-aware. He's like, look at me. Would a guy who does this do that? And it's just like, shut up, dude. Either, like, just go for it and be a dumb hick or, like, play like Sims and win the U.S. Open. Like, I don't know. I, I, I That chap that chap my hide when he was like, well, just look at me. Would a guy like me do this? And it's like, you're, so, you're that self-aware to where you know you're... Yeah, they show, like, throughout this process, they cut to, like, the CBS producers, and they're like, what the hell is this guy doing, man? Like, why don't you just, like... Yeah. Take, you know, why does he just lay up? And even Jim Nance is saying, like, you know, he should just lay up. So they're definitely setting it up as, like, a major theme that, like, nobody – and the thing is, like, I, I just feel like it's part of, like, the Tim Cup persona. Like, when someone says, like, you can't do this, it's the royal you. It's like, yeah. you shouldn't do it, as in, like, anyone in your position shouldn't do it. But Roy yeah. takes it so personal, as in, like, 
you know, it's like John Locke from, from Lost. Like, don't tell me what I can't do. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like how he acts, man. He acts like, oh, you don't think I can do this? It's like, no, it's not that it's not you, man. It's just like you, sh- you, anyone shouldn't do it from this position. Yeah. And he just like has this insatiable urge to like prove to people that he can do things that other people can't. And it's like, like you said, he's got some sort of issues where it's just, yeah. he needs to prove to someone you know, like if his dad his was in dad the crowd and he was the like, shit yeah, out of him. his dad beat the shit. I Roy McAvoy got fucking knocked around. I, I can't. I what can else do would it, be? Dad. Yeah. yeah, it just so. if you're that self-aware, you should be aware enough to lay up on 18 in the final round, which going to that. So. Uh, so, by the way, yeah, this is. Where, oh, yes. Producer Eric. No, go ahead. What you're going to say. Well, I was going to say, by the way, this is in the last round. He's paired with Sims. This is where we see Sims's uh, bag, the the starts, bubble burner, the bubble burner driver. Starts we... off with the nice like mowing the course montage. Oh yeah, you that's know, you true. You got guys walking the greens, mowing it. And, oh yeah, he gets out really early know. in the morning. He's not teeing off till probably like two p.m. But he's out there b- literally before anyone, which is insane. But uh, I just, yeah. I just want to do a quick recap of of his his rounds, like his scores. So oh far. yeah, let's so do this. Off, no, that's a good good point. He, he starts off round one shooting eighty three, so he's he's eleven over <laughs> after round one. So you're out of it. You're not making the cut, right? Yeah. Then he's then round two, he he shoots the U.S. Open record, even with putting it in the water the last hole. He's still part of the hole. Yeah. He shoots a sixty two, which at that point had never been done, not only in U.S. Open, had never been done in a major. Yeah. Ever. It had only been done at that point in the US Open, I think, three times before. Most seriously, Johnny Miller, mm-hmm. 1973. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but so he shoots 62. So he's back from the, at this point of the round two, he's plus one. So, like, and I think Sims was like, what, minus seven, I believe? After he round finished, two, like he finished round three at seven under. That's what we did. Right. So, but but after round two, he's plus one. Assuming, no, Sims finished. We only know Sims finished yeah. round three at no, seven under two. We well, we know. I'm me doing the math. Like okay. we know, McAvoy yeah. shoots and ends up plus one after mm-hmm, round two. Mm-hmm. 83, 62, It's plus one. Assuming it's par seventy two. But so like he he only makes the cut by not that much, most likely. Yeah. Then he, then he has to, then at the end of round three he's at minus seven. So that's. That means he shot a six, 64. So rounds two and three, he went 62-64 at a U.S. Open when, when literally no one's ever, no one's ever shot a 62 before, and only yeah. 63. So he basically shoots two of the best rounds in U.S. Open history. Yeah. After shooting 83 in the first round. So yeah, they just gloss pretty, over round three. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he just again went out and fired another uh, like historic round at the U.S. Open. Why isn't this guy on the tour? Ugh. Because of his demons, we know this. His he just loves to drink and sing the double bogey blues with Turk from the Titty Bar in Salome, Texas, or whatever. So, uh, all right. So yeah, we see. So we got the math there. We know that he's tied with Sims at seven under. We actually get a a, a, a shot of the scorecard or the scoreboard, which was a nice uh, who's who of uh, pre Tiger Woods '90s golf. We see. Sims and McAvoy at uh, seven under. And then the uh, group before is uh, Peter Jacobson and Jerry Pate. Anyone remember that name? Jerry Pate, producer Eric? I, yeah, I do remember that name, yeah. And then we see, uh, so Jacobson's at six under, uh, Pate's at four under. Corey Pavin and John Cook are tied at uh, three under. I don't remember John Cook at all. Uh, and then we see Billy Mayfair 
uh, at minus two. So that's uh, the third round of the U.S. Open. Uh, from Wasn't uh, Billy Mayfair the guy who did uh, OxyClean? Uh, probably. That's Billy Mays. <laughs> so uh billy mayfair here some other so i was i wrote down some of the names i saw on the scoreboards when like roy's golfing and like i tried to write down names of like golfers i recognized so i again like i said i thought steve elkington was mark kalkovecchia but i figured out it was elkington and then i wrote down some other names let me see what i have on my list here i have uh yeah peter jacobs fred couples Corey pavin and then the in the and we've already named some of these other ones. And then I see the, the PGA Tour golfers in the credits, by the way. Tom Pertzer, D.A. Weibring, <laughs> John Mahaffey, just to name a few of the big names. There is Tommy Armour III was in there somewhere. Howard hey. Twitty. So a hey, real man. a real fucking who's who of professional golfers in the 1990s. Yeah. Huh? Apparently, like, Mickelson and Sadler didn't do that well because we didn't see their names on the scoreboard, but we knew they were there. Yeah. We saw them. Yeah. We saw Sadler. I didn't see Mickelson at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Stadler, by the way. You keep calling him Sadler. Oh, Stadler. Yeah. My fault. Producer Eric, did you have some thoughts on some of those names? I have a feeling some of those are, 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 are made up. Some of them you, you just Sir, I have the screenshot right here. They are credited <laughs> as PGA Tour golfers in the credits. Okay, are you telling me Gregory Buff White was not a PGA Tour golfer? Gregory Buff White, that's yeah, a cool name. yeah, or Jeff Maggart. That's actually I remember him, that's, right? Yeah, that's, that's a guy. Or uh, hmm. Blaine McAllister. Clay McAllister. Blaine McAllister. All right. All right. We're getting. I'm getting too bogged down in some of these no name uh, douches. So, uh, Sims and <laughs> Sims and Tin Cup are they're paired in the last round. Sims doubles the first or no, uh, Tin Cup doubles the first hole. So he's just playing, playing terrible. He's playing from behind after just one hole. But he, he uh, we show we see uh, Sims with the bubble driver. That's a breaking 100 special right there on one of those holes. Um, uh, Tin Cup plays one off the the Portageon, or as a, okay. or as Gary McCord calls it, the Portalette. I don't la di da, la di da, Mister Frenchman, Gary McCord, it, the Portalette. Is that a real? Can you could you do that? Is that legal? Oh yeah, for sure. You could play the ricochet shot off the loo. Yeah, for the sure. water closet. Yeah, anything that's out there is fair game. Wow. And that's when the music kicks in, so you know that means like he's, ten cups back. Ten cups he's making a run. He's making up his two shot deficit after the first yeah. hole. Also, also, like Gary McCord who's, who's working for the, for the broad, broadcasting the U.S. Open, like he's just fine, just like betting on. on a yeah, yeah, that's true. Handing out cash, like oh, here you go. It's the kind of behavior that gets you banned from Augusta. Right. Well, that's Gary, Gary McCord famously banned from Augusta for saying that the greens were. Uh, slick be like a bikini wax or some some <laughs> some corny ass reason to get banned from augusta uh dude gary mccord was one of my favorite characters in this whole film all right we so as I, himself so just as we see uh as we see they're going through the round they show molly and doreen hanging out oh there was a waffle house scene it was like chuckle you know just a bunch of yokels that yeah, forget it i'm who cares um so if we see that uh doreen and uh molly are hanging out i wrote chicks be carrying caring about makeup that's what I, my note is because they're like looking they're like fixing each other's makeup 
Uh, Doreen also just has all of her, just has her tits out at the open. She's got all the buttons undone, so like her, her, you can just see her tits basically. She's advertising for her business. Yeah, man. actually, hey, if you're ever in West Texas, stop by uh, the titty bar. Tell Turk that you know Doreen. Um, so uh, yeah, all of Roy's putts, by the way, too. I feel like he slams them all home. Like if he misses the cut, like the ball's rolling past like a good twenty feet. Uh, Sims, on the other hand, they, they that... show him. They show Sims missing one putt. Good speed. I wrote that down. Sims, good speed. See, good lag putter. There's one thing that Sims tells him, like in the beginning, when he like shoots that bogey. He's like, he's like, man, I'm gonna shoot pars all day. And, yeah. And uh, Cup's like, dude, if you do that, I'm gonna kill you. Like, what are you talking? He says, I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna bury you. He says. Yeah. Cup's but like. I just feel like I'm averaging Sims nine is the under kind of guy. Two rounds. Sims is the kind of guy who just like. I don't know, man. He just like shoots par all the time. I mean, obviously he he gets birdies here and there because he was minus seven. But like, I'm just not. Imp- I mean, if I could shoot par all the time, I guess I'd be pretty happy with it. But I don't know. Sims you could just shoot par in the U.S. Open douche. every time. If you shot par every round of the U.S. Open, you would probably have the most U.S. Open victories out of any golfer. Would you make the cut though? Because don't dudes no make, the U.S. Open? Win. No, so they the U.S. Open lately, like 2017, was like an abomination where like everyone was like shooting crazy. That like, all the was records, really windy. All the no, right? all the records from 2017 or uh, all the records for the U.S. Open are from like 2017. But like the U.S. Open traditionally is like if you you can win if you shoot par for like the whole tournament. It's like an impossible. It's very difficult. I always and I could be wrong, but I always thought that. The U.S. and I'm not. I don't watch as much golf as you guys do, but I always, I always thought that the winners of of these tournaments were always like under par in some regard. No, not but the U.S. Are Open. Are you saying that like dudes are getting dudes Dude. could win the U.S. Open at like plus two? Yeah. No. A little homework for Jack Smythe. Look up your Wikipedia list of U.S. Open champions. A lot of them are over par. Like it's a very like when Tiger, when Tiger won the Pebble Beach one, he was twelve under. I think second place was like plus three. Like, he could have shot wow. plus two and won the Open. Like, U.S. Opens traditionally are very, like, this is, that's what I was say, this, whatever this course is, very gettable. Not really U.S. Open caliber, if you ask me, whatever course yeah, they're on. Just two years ago, Brooks Koepka won a plus one. Got another plus one in 2013, plus one, 2012. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I mean, it's even, open. like, you're an all-timer if you shoot even par every U.S. Open. And, and I could be wrong, but wasn't the year they played at Bethpage? It was really windy, and the conditions were really bad. What was who won that year? At what's and what score? I mean, the conditions are. I mean, they dry out these courses and grow the rough well, up. So like all they both times, both times they've done it at Bethpage, it's been minus three, minus four. So, but that's yeah, okay. but that's not that high. Else. All right, so, so yeah, that's good average. So, anyway. Uh, Let's get to the meat of this thing. They get down to the yeah. last hole. The last hole is the basically the the, well, the source Jacobson, of Jacobson Jacobson laid up and okay. ended up sir, ended finishes round in, in we get to the last hole. They see that <laughs> yeah. Jacobson lays up. So let yes. me get to it. Okay. Jacobson is at minus eight. We come to the last hole. McAvoy, minus eight, Jacobson minus eight, Sims minus seven for the championship. So the cards are on the table. We see that Jacobson lays up. Roy chides him from the tee box for laying up, which is stupid because Jacobson is tied for the lead and could easily birdie this hole and take the lead. We know that we know he doesn't. He makes par. So we know Jacobson's at minus eight. So 
McAvoy and Sims are in the fairway. McAvoy tied for the lead at the U.S. Open, laying one. All right? And Sims is laying one. Sims is down one. Sims lays up, and Roy goes, this guy's an idiot. Now, he might be right. He reaches for the three, though. He does, but he, he decides to lay up. And it's a calculated move, all right? And this is, uh, Sims knows his game. I'm sorry, Roy is not Sims. Roy does not know what Sims is capable of doing. Obviously, we've established that, oh, Sims is a pussy. Well, Sims is a cuck. We know that for sure. So, Sims, <laughs> he cucks Sims into laying up, all right? Sims can still tie for the lead. All right, so, but he is playing with Roy, so he maybe he should have gone for it. Sims lays up. Roy, on the other hand, Roy is tied for the lead. It is absolutely insane, insane that he goes for the green when he has not been 25 yards with, he has not been close to making this shot all week. And he insists he could just win the U.S. Open, but that wouldn't be Roy McAvoy. Now, would it? Right, Jack? They wouldn't be setting this, they have been setting this up all movie. But he hits the green. He's, he he oh, sails right. it over the, okay. the the lake. All right. So here's the thing. Sims lays up. McAvoy goes. All he needs a birdie to win. So he can. So Cheech is like, please, for the love of fucking god, lay up, pitch it up. If you miss your boyer putt, you get an eight. You go to a playoff. You do an 18 hole playoff the next day. Which fucking Roy's on fire. He's he's averaged nine under his last two rounds. So like he should obviously do that. So whatever. Roy goes for it. This is, again, some movie tomfoolery. He sticks it with his three wood. He finally clears it. He sticks it whole high about a foot away, not even, like probably like two feet from the hole. And the ball rolls down the front of the green, right? And it rolls into the water in the crowd size. Producer Eric, is this a regulation pin placement? Go. It seems like it would not be. If, like, it literally gets, it lands whole high. If you land whole high, it bounces up toward the pin. Like, it's there's no way you can be like past the hole and just like, go roll off the green into the water. Like, like how many? There's, there's, yeah. there's no way. Like, how can any shot if it's from 100 yards? How how can you even land? To get the, how get the many shit? putts? How many putts rolled into the water? Uh, like on Sunday at this U.S. Open, like anyone who's above the hole, unless they made the putt. Unless they made the putt, they have they have put it in the drink. It seems like it's almost like a like a shittycock scenario in the U.S. Open. I think it was 2004 where they basically the greens just got out of control and they were like got way too fast mm-hmm. and fast and dry, and they were like having to hand water the the greens in between in between groups oh. just because the the greens were so fast. It's almost this is almost like seems like that scenario where like greens just got out of control, way too fast because like if you're Whole high and it rolls backwards. True. Off the green into the water, like it seems like they had a real issue on their hands with the, the green speed there. Yeah, the maintenance crew at this fictional golf course is really blowing it. I, I mean, ridiculous. Anecdotally, uh, I'm not an expert like you guys are when it comes to um, as much of the technicalities of golf. But when I was in high school, I worked at the Mount Pleasant Country Club, and I was, uh, I was the cup cutter, um, and on. Uh, Normally, I could cut any, I could do any cup that I wanted to, as long as it had like a foot of, uh, or like it was like three feet of like flat area around it. Yeah. But then on Sundays, if they were doing like a tournament or whatever, then like it was restricted, I think, to like maybe a foot or two feet. But still, like 
you still ha- I still I couldn't like put the cup on an angle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so I I understand what you're saying. Oh, like yeah. you, you you have to have a flat you can't you can't be like just diabolical about it, you know? And I thought that was I thought that was kind of a bullshit too because like dude, if he hit his ball up there like it's not like it had backspin. No, it should have gone forward. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it should have gone forward. Oh my god. So he hits it in the water, right? Yeah. And he just, you know, ball. He just yeah. looks to Cheech and he's like, ball. And they're like, the fuck are you doing, man? You could take a drop. Jimmy, I don't believe this. He could go up, use the drop zone, make par, force a play off with Jacobson, and get out of here. Nah. I, I want to hit it from here. Yeah. Because I have brass balls. At this point, he could still taunt. He could still, I mean, really, obviously we know the play is to lay up and, and try it or whatever. He Well, I guess he has to clear it. I for uh you know because he's he's pulling out of the water three he's dropping four so he does have to like he has to nut it up there and like one put it in but uh so at this point yeah he really should he can just I, I'm okay with him going for it it's just ridiculous like he just needed he did, I always thought when I before I rewatch this movie I always thought that he was down one and that he was he so he was down one but he was still going for the win like the eagle would get him the win and a birdie would only tie but he only needs a birdie to win an eagle doesn't yeah, he could have laid it up an eagle doesn't even I, I does he say something about like a tournament record at some point fine like but like oh oh it's infuriating no he just keeps saying like i can make this shot like i can make this shot so, so the first shot he gets it up there and it, and it falls off right yeah so he asks for another ball he hits a second ball. The same spot. And it's the same thing. The same exact shot. It hits the green and rolls back in. Yeah. I mean, I get so, it at this point. I get pretty emotional. At the, actually, at this point, I would probably like quit and just start get my ball retriever out and start fishing balls out of that pond in front of 18. <laughs> so he's two shots on the green and in the water. So he takes his third shot, and it's just straight in the water. doesn't even hit the green. just like goes right in the water. So now he's three in the water, man. So Cheech hands him his last ball. And he's like, dude, this is the last ball in your bag. Like, if you don't make this shot, like, we're out of the tournament. It's game over. Disqualified. Yeah. And that's far worse than coming in third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Like, you're done. You're done, Ski. Yeah. You know, and uh, he obviously just wants to take a drop. Everybody's telling him he shouldn't do it, you know, Nance and everybody's like, this guy's insane. What are you doing? And then somehow, yeah. you know, and Molly's like, just do it. Just do it, Roy. You got this. Rip it, rip it. Make love to me, Roy. (laughs) Right. Just want to point out real quick. Sorry, Jack, but it's actually uh, not by the rules of golf. Are you Um, reading the Wikipedia for Tin Cup? Because I, too, am reading the Wikipedia for Tin Cup. And there is a a section specifically that claims this. Producer Eric, what what are you seeing here? Yeah, so when Romeo says, down the last ball, you'll be disqualified if you lose it, that is incorrect. By the the, the USGA rules of golf, you can get more balls from any source, the golfer, from the crowd, from anyone. It could be your, your... equipment guy back at, at, at the clubhouse you can get more balls as long as it's like the same ball as you as you normally play uh, you can still get um you can still get balls so that's not an actual rule and i i feel like when i was like you know growing up playing golf like playing high school golf like everyone kind of thought this i think everyone just 
got this role, this yeah. fake role from Tin Cup. Did you well, like that was definitely a thing? Like people like I know I, a kid I played golf with in high school. He was like really good golfer, but he, he had a bad route. And he just said screw this, and he just threw his ball balls into the water and walked off the course. <laughs> but doesn't like, it have to be the same work. ball? It it does have to be the same ball, but but at the same time, like everyone's playing you, the same ball. They're all playing. Who yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I understand the pro, but like, who's oh, like? I only use one type of. Yeah, I would have five. Di- I would have like some <laughs> max flies in my bag, some yeah. presets. Oh, you know, David Sims is gonna give him another ball. If think, that yeah, last David ball Sims. That- David Sims strikes me as someone who plays like a Srixon or a Precept. I don't know. That's just me. Seems like that's the. Well, he looks da- like a pinnacle oh. kind of guy. A pinnacle? No, he's a pro. He uh, maybe a Callaway, but not a pinnacle. <laughs> I mean, you, look, everyone's seen the movie. He makes a 12. He sinks his last, it's his last ball. He's going to be DQ'd, but he makes it. Everyone, Everybody goes nuts. Everyone goes the crazy. Crowd, the crowd goes crazy. Dudes are j- jumping off the yes. green into the, doing belly flaps into the water. Yeah, he throws his ball into the pond. The guys like go to, do- yeah, they're like basically belly flopping into the water. Ridiculous jumps into the water. How they pick his ball out of that lake, who knows? He's hit three he's other got ones. Four, yeah, he's got four <laughs> balls in there from already. From that day. He's, and plus the two he hit from round two and round three, plus whatever anyone else is hitting in that water. So, also, I, I want to say that the one, yeah, the shot, the last shot he makes, like, it lands in the same spot as his first shot lands. Like, yeah. it didn't land any different. Like, it landed yeah. right by the hole, pit high. And but then that one was fine. He side spun it in, too. He put a little side yeah. spin on that three. Put a little English on that last one. Like, knew, yeah. It went in, like, it, like just because it went in, like, if it, if it didn't go in, was it going to go all the way back to the water, too? Yes, it would have. He would have been DQ'd if he had not made that shot. I think that's pretty much it. Roy is a uh, what an idiot. He doesn't hit the ball as far as he thinks he does. He lucked out. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, and at the end, like he realizes it too. Like when he's finally like walking away, yeah. and he realizes that like he's just like talking to Ma, and he's like, "I just fucking lost the U.S. Open." Like, and she's like, the "Oh, fuck is no wrong one, with me? No one will remember who won this one wrong." I get it. You don't like golf, Molly, but everyone will be able to figure out who won the U.S. Open this year. But everyone will remember the 12. And maybe they will, but, like, he could have won the U.S. Open. You know how much money he could have Listen, bought? He could have bought the deed back from the stripper to his goddamn she's driving She's right, range. though. When, I, when you told me we were going to watch Tin Cup, all I remembered was he got a 12 on the last hole, and I did not remember that Jacobson won the U.S. Open. Jacobson, so Molly by the was way. was correct. No, I remember Jacobson won this because it's the only major he's ever won. I think he was like a young up-and-comer, and they were like, well, yeah, Peter will win a couple majors. It was like, nope, this is it. This is the only major Peter Jacobson ever won, the Tin Cup U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, Sims is walking away, and uh, he sees some some – little blonde girl and he's like oh you're cute come underneath the rope like well, all yeah, right man. sims getting some yeah sims is fine sims is okay sims makes money all right sims is a professional golfer unlike Roy how much Mac money 
what did what did do we know where Roy finished? He and was top what, fifteen. We know he was top fifteen. Will he win money from that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's an amateur though. Do amateurs win money? No. Oh, so yeah. Maybe. Is he really an amateur though? He should have an A next to his name on all these scoreboards. That's another movie detail they fucked up. Yeah. Does it count if you're a professional? You're a professional. No, I think if you're amateur, you driving range, yeah. driving range pro. If you're an amateur, I well, actually that's a good. What does it mean to be an amateur? Like you don't you're have not, your tour no, he card. No, he didn't pass. Yeah, he didn't have his tour card. He didn't pass Q school. Also, I, I just, I'm going to go back when everyone was going crazy when it went in. Like, Molly yells out, I love you. <laughs> They've been dating two days. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> That's a good point. I also had a I'm note, like, too. When they're like, there, Molly, but. Yeah, Molly's just, she is wet right now. Well, let me just point of order, Eric. Uh, Princess Lance tells Han that she loves him in Empire Strikes Back, and they were never dating for one day. Yeah, and actually, most so. people don't know this, but the Tin Cup in Star Wars universe is actually the same one. So Star Wars <laughs> happened a long time ago, but it's actually on the same cinematic universe that this that Tin Cup happened. So they're both fictional, but they're in the same, if you get me. I, uh, we could do, that's, uh, that'll be on our Star Wars uh, podcast. You're saying Tin Cup is canonical Star Wars? Yeah, yeah exactly. That'll be on our Star Wars <laughs> podcast. Um, so here's the, here's another fun thing. Uh, I guess Sims uh, missed his birdie putt. Like they never, like Sims laid up and like pitched onto the green to like tie Jacobson, right? Like he had a birdie putt. And, like, they just don't, like, I guess it was, like, game over. Roy made his shot, like, he threw the ball in the water. Well, Everyone just, like, been, got up and left. Like, Sims, it's Sims been might be in the playoffs. Sims might be in the playoff. We don't know. It, it's been established that Sims can't putt. They showed him missing one putt. If anyone in this movie can't putt, it's Roy. He's a great ball striker, and they say But that. he does putt, though. Uh, Roy makes all his putts, man. We It's been established that Sims, with that one miss, sir, is not a good putter. The saying is, drive for dough, putt... Wait, no. The sir... This, I always mess this up. The saying putt is... Putt for dough. <laughs> drive for a show, putt for dough. All right? Ugh. All right. We got... Well, let's... Well, we should probably wrap this up. This has been fun for us. I don't know if it's been fun for the listener. So, Sims... Uh, Sims is still out there putting somewhere in, in, in another dimension. Sims is still out there putting to tie and him and Jacobson are in a playoff. They just never show it. We just assume because Sims is a pussy and laid up that he didn't win the U S open. Especially like if you lay up, you're making par. Yeah. If you lay up, you're, you're a loser. Possibility. Uh, So yeah, I guess Sims, uh, loses and Jacobson's the winner. Roy somehow still is like top fifteen, so they really were separated from well, the pack. He got a he got a seven on the hole. So no, so, he got I'm a sorry, twelve. Seven, yeah, seven over par on the hole, so that drops him back to Even. one under for the tournament. Oh so yeah, it's just seven strokes back. So he his his four rounds go something like this: eighty three, sixty two, so a twenty one shot difference. <laughs> Then 64, then 78. <laughs> 83, 62, 64, 78. So that's an impressive bookend, too. Yeah, that's actually, that's probably, that's a little scoregami right there for USO, any golf, yeah. any golf, mate, professional golf no. tournament. Uh, uh, by the way, you know, Jack, you say that everyone will remember the 12 
from that U.S. Open. I actually I did a little research. I checked the record books. Roy McIlroy never placed again in any professional uh, golf tour. So well, you know, I I was talking about that before we were on the pod. It's like they set the movie up for Tin Cup two, but they never uh, excuse me they never uh, followed through on it. It was uh, at the end of the movie. There, uh, it looked like he spent some of his winnings on that used couch. Yeah, that (laughs) red leather couch. Yeah, it wasn't even a new couch because like the leather was splitting on uh, on some of the things there. And uh, Renee Russo's in her like absolute '90s mom pants. Yeah, Um, she's like, I'm so happy with uh, my life living out of this Winnebago in West Texas. I made all the right decisions. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, you know, uh, the the walrus there, like. You know, she picked up a bunch of uh, other, uh, you know, clients from. uh, So apparently now she's trans. She's going to be a sports psychologist Mm -hmm. um, so she can go on tour with Roy and uh, help help the other people beat him, uh, you know, in in (laughs) as as he goes back out on tour. And uh, I think we're supposed to assume that he, uh, you know, got his tour card there and, uh, you know, Cheech. is dancing, uh, you know, the, the whatever the Cheech is motorboating uh, Doreen as we see still as we speak, she's doing the, the Mambo number five with, uh, Doreen, uh, which is, you know, his love interest there. And, uh, you know, I just thought that there was, uh, you know, the symbolism I thought was pretty cool was, you know, there's a lot of armadillo in this movie, uh, and in the beginning, there was one armadillo to kind of show, I think, Roy being by himself. And then at the end, there are two armadillo. So <laughs> it just goes two to armadillo. show that uh, Is it one of those words there's an doesn't... armadillo out there for, for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Armadillo. Uh, armadillo. <laughs> yeah, ar- yeah one, so, ar- one armadillo is an armadillum. So we gonna rate this? We gonna put some shafts yeah, on this some, film? Let's, let's throw some shafts on it. Um, uh, let's do it. Are we? Let's do. Um, are we gonna do it out of five with point shafts, or, or should we do out of ten for movies? Movies maybe out of ten, but no. Yeah, let's do it out of ten for movies. Okay. Well, courses are out of five. I, uh, movies are out of ten. How many shafts do you give this, Jack? I got. Uh, I got uh, Mrs. Smythe's review of this film. Oh, uh, yeah. She liked it. She okay. liked it. Uh, she she gave it four out of five shafts. So if we were doing out of 10, I guess that'd be eight out of 10. It would be. Um, she thought it was funny. She thought that Don Johnson and Kevin Costner were good looking. So it had something for the ladies. Mm. Um, and she Johnson thought it was funny. Good. She thought it was funny and lighthearted, but she also agreed that it, it seemed to go a bit long, um, you know, which is similar to, to my review. And so my review of this, this movie um i liked it a lot i thought it was a lot more entertaining um than i had remembered i thought um you know the jokes were well placed i thought it could have it could have been it could have been a five shafter for me i think i'm also i don't know man like i think i'm gonna have to give it four out of five shafts i'd almost like to do so eight out of ten an eight out of ten if we're gonna go out of ten because like it's not a perfect movie because it's too long i agree with her it's too long but like if it wasn't so long, like if they had paced the beginning of the movie better, I think I would have given it uh, all five shafts just Damn. because I liked it. I thought it has, you know, good. Me- it's wholesome. It's got good messaging. There's not a lot of except for the, you know, the 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 derogatory uh, 90s humor. I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it's but, fine. Um, it's just fine. 
I think it's a good movie. I think people would enjoy it. It's a good Kevin Costner movie. Cheech. It's a great classic Cheech film. So mm-hmm. uh, Jack Smythe will give it also four out of five shots. All right, eight out of ten from Smythe, uh, the Smythe family. Uh, yeah, producer sixteen Eric. out of twenty. Producer Eric, what's your shaft you know, rating? I had a similar, uh, uh, similar th- thoughts. On it. I'll, I'll go with seven and a half out of ten shafts. Um, yeah, it, it was maybe a, a little too long. It wasn't too bad. I only fell asleep once or twice, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good for um, a producer Eric rating. And, but it, it was like it was. There were some funny parts, and, and I, I enjoyed the fact that it's the golf. Like you know, I like golf, so like the golf parts were pretty good. Just like you know, com- compared to other golf movies, like you know, I don't know, Happy Gilmore, which is just like they're putting on like a shag, like carpet, like yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, at least they're at least they're actually on an actual golf course and like putting on greens and like the golf swings were semi believable. So like that. That part I enjoyed. There's there's some funny parts. Also, like just sort of like it was kind of funny at the end. Like he just like there's no growth in our our beloved hero Roy McIlroy. <laughs> he, he's just always gonna go for it. Never yeah. learned a lesson. Yeah, he's like that's like that's a good point. He even no, admits it himself. Like, there's no character growth. He just does does the same exact thing at the end of it. And then, well, but at the last scene, he still gets the girl, and he's still, you know, still our hero, you know, even though he's yeah, has learned literally nothing, and he's still just a <laughs> dumb idiot. Like this. He has oh, Asperger's, but... like I said, like he just yeah. he is clinically the way he is. That's great analysis by Eric. I didn't even think about that, but generally, like in a film, you'd want to have like a character arc, and it looks like Sims didn't learn anything. If anything, Molly is the character that had the biggest arc because she learned that she wanted to be with someone different and she was the type of person that wanted to go for it and like, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, I think Molly is the character that grew the most because in the beginning she was very rigid and then at the end she learns that like, it's okay for her to let go and maybe like go for things that don't make sense and like just listen to her heart more. And then, um, so I think out of all of that, I, I would say Molly is the character that had the, had the most growth. Right. And I, I was going to say, like, I do kind of appreciate that for this movie. Cause most sports movies, you know, they're pretty much most of the same it's true underdog story. Oh my yeah. God. He's, he'll never make it. Then he wins at the end. And for this one, they actually said, no, forget that. He's, he just, he blows it. And yeah, um, like loses it at the end, so like I, I appreciated that that they gave us a little bit of a curveball, even though like they still like, still like happily ever after. Still gets a girl. I mean, you girl. got to, yeah. That'd be great so. if like Sims like made his putt and then won the playoff, and Molly's like, yeah, what am I doing? I'm just gonna go with Sims. <laughs> like, Man, well, I would. That'd uh, be like that. Oh yeah, that shitty uh, Wayne's World ending where like she doesn't get the movie contract or she doesn't get the music <laughs> contract and the the house burns down and like she leaves him for rob low like it would have been too much of a downer so um. <laughs> uh so uh i am i i actually agree with both of you guys like watching the theatrical version of this movie is way too long this movie is meant th- all right i'm gonna give two scores if you're watching if you're renting this or you're d- streaming like the theatrical version the full two-hour, 15-minute, whatever version of this movie is like a six out of ten, six and a half, just because <laughs> the first hour and a half is just, or the first hour and 15 minutes 
it's like a slog. There's some interest. The first time you see it, it may be different, and maybe this is where Mrs. Smythe has the benefit of being a fresh set of eyes, where I've seen a lot of the things in this movie, and as a golfer, the part that really uh, is the most interesting to interesting to me is definitely the last like hour when he gets to the u.s open so i would say watching the, re-watching this again in its entirety is i'll give i'll say six and a half shafts out of ten um if you're catching this on cable and you just catch the last hour and a half of the movie like a solid eight or nine out of ten i'll go eight and a half out of ten shafts just catch it on tv and just like watch it. it's the kind of movie where like if you're uh if you like have a TV in your bedroom or something and like you get out of the shower and you're in a towel and it's on, you can just like just sit in the towel and watch for like, you know, an hour. you know what I mean? Like you're just like, oh, hey, and then you just like sit and watch it. You know what I mean? It's just like drop everything that you're doing and you're watching this movie. If you catch it on TV for like the last half, the whole movie, everything as a whole. While we had managed to make really a meal out of this whole thing and talk about it endlessly, uh, yeah, I would say that it is, uh, it's definitely not as good as catching it later. So, yeah, Tin Cup, Breaking 100 debut movie review. How'd you guys Tin fe- Cup in it. How'd you guys feel like this went? Producer Eric? too long a little lengthy for me but you know that's just me Twist their own uh jack jack smythe um i you know i i mean we we definitely talked about it for quite some time but i mean you know it's our first movie review so it's hard to you know to really it's you know i think it's like any other podcast we've done it's you know we're, we get better with time and i think you know this is probably like one of our better podcasts and just oh, like this is a little too, and, little too meta. We'll let the viewers decide whether or not this but, is one um, of our better podcasts. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a learning experience for us on how, what we're doing. I think a lot of podcasts start out and they're too short. And I think this one is, uh, you know, it's a little long, but I hey. mean, this you know, is hey the, man we're in the you early, can't rush picasso man exactly we're in the early stages too of the age of coronavirus we're writing the new way podcasts are done so yeah. um hey if you've made it this far thank you for listening keep your eyes out for the next app uh producer eric i believe has some uh new golf equipment in his apartment so we'll be doing a course review of uh <laughs> producer eric's apartment and uh yeah Stay safe out there. All right. Uh, either I don't know how I'm going to end this. Either uh, hit it, Mickey, or hit it, Tiger. Peace. First, I pull out my driver, check my stance and grill. I'm trying to remember every single Nicholas tip. Straighten that left elbow, slightly bend your knee. Keep your head behind the ball and look out for those trees. Oh, Lord, what club should I choose?